0: Welcome to another episode of Cult of Splat. I am your host, Taylor Bartle. This is a podcast where we take a look at movies that RottenTweetles.com has dubbed as quote unquote rotten, but that at least one of us actually absolutely loves. Uh, please welcome my co host, Mr. Kevin Nesgota. Yo, what's up? What's going on, Mr. Kevin?
1: Oh, you know, doing the same thing you were doing a few weeks prior to me. And that's grieving over the loss of a dog.
0: Yeah. Uh, that sucks. I like, I was telling my girlfriend the other day that it was, it was nice that we both got to meet our dogs or each other's dogs.
1: Like right before it happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think either of us really thought that was going to happen, but
1: no. Um, and you know, to people who don't know, uh, Suka and Shasta were, like, a huge part of, you know, each other's lives and, like, our families, um, you know, it's it's been shitty, you know, I'll admit. Yeah, it sucks.
0: It really sucks. But uh, we're not here to talk about upsetting things. We're here to talk about fun things like axe murder.
1: Axe murder is definitely a fun thing. I enjoy axe murder.
0: Uh, today we are talking about the 1993 comedy "So I Married an Axe Murderer." Uh, this has a oh, this is, is Kevin's pick, by the way.
1: One of my all-time favorite movies.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll I'll admit right now, one that I would have picked otherwise. So, <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomato score of 51, percent so not not too bad. It does cross that 51 that uh, halfway threshold
1: yeah and i think you know this isn't the greatest movie in the world but it's entertaining like you know start to finish a lot of good solid jokes you know mike myers is really coming into his own i think he only really did wayne's world before he did this one so um yeah
0: yeah uh, audience score of 68 percent. it has developed a bit of a cult following in more recent years uh, the critics' consensus is: "So I Married an Axe Murderer" is a unique rom-com with moments of heart and hilarity, even if they're all too scattered to cohere to a consistent whole. Just a little it's bit of a bit, uh, as a backhanded compliment in a way.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's like we liked it, but and eh, not really.
0: Uh, The IMDb short synopsis says a San Francisco poet who fears commitment suspects his girlfriend may have a knack for killing off her significant others.
1: That's a, that's a good, it's a good plot. Um, I thought it was good. Um, One of the main things that jumps out at me immediately is Mike Myers is living in a San Francisco apartment all alone, no roommates as a poet. Granted, this is like, you know, back in like 92, (laughs) But still, back in 92, San Francisco still wasn't the cheapest city in the world.
0: Yeah, and I don't think uh, poets make a lot of money. If any. Right.
1: And it doesn't really, like, it says he's a poet, but did he, I like, did he potentially own the place where he did his poetry? Like that coffee shop?
0: I never got that impression. That
1: was like, you know, this is complete conjecture on my end. um, Because, like... You know, he gets introduced at one time. It's like our own. And it's like, oh, maybe he owns the place. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just, you know, everybody knows him. And he does the same freaking poem week after week. And somehow yeah, affords got, a condo downtown.
0: I got the impression he was just a regular. Who drinks a shitload of coffee. Yeah. Uh, you You pointed out to me that this was actually originally supposed to be a Woody Allen movie he was going to direct and star and I definitely get that like watching it it definitely has that kind of sensibility but at the same time it's also clear that Mike Myers gave the script some revisions and turned it into more of a a slapsticky movie
1: yeah yeah you definitely get the uh, Woody Allen feel um just between how Mike Myers kind of stalks Nancy Travis um initially um and then, yeah, it, then it just like, you know, it has Mike Myers written all over. It. And it's the first time you ever played two characters in one film. So, you know, that's.
0: Yeah, which we'll talk. We'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but just getting into things. Uh, so we open up with the song There She Goes. Which apparently was a, a Mike Myers favorite at the time.
1: Yeah, and he's still when he comes out to like talk shows, it still gets played for him does it? Yeah. He hasn't done a talk show in a little while, but you know, apparently that's what he comes out to. It's not that great of a song. By the time the movie's over, you get a little sick of it.
0: Yeah, it plays so many times.
1: I think it's the Uh, song that plays in the intro or the first like half hour.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, he's in this coffee shop and we get this like first cup perspective. It's like a first person perspective from the view of the coffee cup. Just kind of, like, moving throughout the coffee shop. Um, I love coffee, so maybe you uh, want to have some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Mike Myers plays Charlie McKenzie, and he, he gets this cup. And it's one of those, like, giant coffee cups that you see, like, on Friends or something.
1: Yeah, it's like six shots and then, like, half a gallon of milk.
0: And he, he immediately jumps into Mike Myers goofball mode where he's like, excuse me, waitress. I believe I ordered the large Did cappuccino. You? Hello. Hello? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. It starts. Yeah. I, I just like, it's just nice and warm, a nice warm opening. You yeah. know, it just kind of sets the tone for the whole thing.
0: Uh, his friend, Tony played by Anthony LaPaglia, who to me is best known for empire records as playing Joe. Yes. Uh, he's he's sitting next to him dressed like a pimp.
1: <laughs> you look like an undercover cop trying too
0: hard <laughs> to look cool. I am an undercover cop trying to look here <laughs> you look like Huggy Bear.
1: And he did. He had like the fur hat with the feather, like the velvet, the crushed velvet lapels,
0: shirt, and, or pants. And yeah. But you know, like, like in what, in what world do, is that how anyone dressed? Like, why would you think that that would help you be, help you blend in as an undercover cop?
1: Maybe that was a thing in the beatnik area of San Francisco at the time.
0: I mean, clearly not, because Charlie calls him out for it.
1: But. No, that's true. That's true. He might have been a little bit more incognito in a suit of armor.
0: Yeah, no shit. Uh, so Charlie tells him tonight he's going to sing or he's going to do his woman, woman, woman poem because he's he's a, like a slam poet, like a beat poet.
1: Yeah, got the jazz band in the back. back.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's his poem about his ex Sherry who, like Tony starts telling him, you know, you, you're never going to find a good girl because you always find something wrong with them. And he's like, well, Sherry was a klepto. She stole my cat. <laughs> and he's like, what about Jill? And she's like, Jill was in the mafia.
1: <laughs> she was, like, on she a- was in the mafia. Yeah, she never told me what she did for
0: a living. She was unemployed. Well, that's just the perfect cover, isn't it? (laughs) She was in the Costa Nostra, he says. Yeah. Um, And he's like, what about Pam? Pam smelled like soup. Soup? It's like vegetable beef. Vegetable beef soup. I ate a shit ton of vegetable
1: beef soup growing up as a kid. So I was like, yeah, I would not date a woman who smelled like
0: that. So he sings or he does this, this woman, woman, woman poem. Uh, and I wrote down the whole thing. It's Woman. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. She was a thief. You got a belief. She stole my heart, heart and my, my cat. cat. Betty. Judy, Josie, and those hot pussy cats—they make me horny. Saturday morning, morning <laughs> girls of cartoons won't leave me in ruins. I want to be Betty, Betty Barney. Barney. Hey Jane. And then this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: Do the closing line. Get me off this crazy thing called love. And then he blows out a candle. So symbolic of the relationship, just like that flame. It's over.
0: Uh, so we cut to he's he's driving, or he goes he goes to a butcher shop. There's a hot woman working there, played by Nancy Travis,
1: who apparently owns the butcher shop because you know uh, hot women like Nancy Travis just own butcher shops.
0: Yeah, I would have thought that it was like her parents or something, but. For some reason, I remember it
1: being like it was like her dad's like in when I like first watched it when I was like, you know, 12. But yeah, there was like no mention of that at all. It's like, no, it's like hers and
0: maybe her sister's. Shrunk, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, but do they even actually mention that she owns it?
1: No, as a matter of fact, they don't. I think they just say it's like, I think they make in passing it's hers. But I could also, again, conjecture, and then... But most of the time, she refers to it as work.
0: Yeah. Um, anyways, Charlie goes in there. He orders a haggis. Ugh. Uh, I've had haggis. It's gross. Is it as gross as it sounds? It is worse than it sounds. <laughs> uh, what What is it? I know it's something stuffed in a skin. Or a sheep's stomach. It's
1: it's a bunch of vegetables and like leftover sheep parts that are browned together and then tied up in a sheep's stomach and then boiled until done. But now they've actually kind of mixed it up a little bit with some Indian culture. Now they deep fry it and then dump a bunch of curries and potatoes on top. Which makes it, I guess, makes it more palatable. Anthony Bourdain loves it.
0: Okay. It sounds I'm still
1: not going to eat it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's this clear, awkward tension between him uh, between Charlie and Harriet is her name. Although we don't find out until later, but. uh, We find out. Yeah. He's buying this haggis because his parents are Scottish and he is going to their house that evening. Uh, So (laughs) he shows up and. His dad, who is also played by Mike Myers, which apparently they didn't have anyone cast when they did the first read-through, and Mike Myers just like did the voice and went full Shrek. Even though this was yeah, before this Shrek. This is kind
1: of where right? Shrek is born.
0: Yeah. Once you hear the voice, it sounds exactly like Shrek. But they were just like, okay, you're gonna play your dad too. He's like, cool.
1: I can do Eddie Murphy.
0: <laughs> His dad is like polishing his Scottish wall of fame.
1: Rod Stewart, the Bay (laughs) City City. Rollers. And singing S-A-T-U-R-D-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. Um,
0: And and river dancing. He's river dancing to Elton John. (laughs) Charlie all of a
1: sudden... Yeah, Charlie shows up and he's just like, everybody's like in their chairs and not not doing anything when they were just like partying like two seconds ago. It's like, Charlie's a stick in the mud, better turn the music off.
0: It's like me he going tells, home. He tells Charlie, give your mother a kiss or I'll kick your head in. <laughs> Again, sounds like me going home. Uh, I, I I just put down may shut it. I don't know. I know it's him yelling at his wife, but I don't know the context.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, what was he saying? Oh, going, yeah. She was like saying, like talking about like how she missed like Sherry and how they were good for each other. And obviously, you know, an old Scottish man is not going to want to talk about relationships. Not when the soccer match is on.
0: <laughs> uh, but he starts, he starts talking to Tony about the pentavirates. Which is a a uh, secret group of the five richest families in the world who meet triannually at a mansion in Colorado called the Meadows. Called the Meadows. <laughs> uh, the Pentaverate is made up of the Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders.
1: <laughs> Before we went tits up. Oh, I hate that Colonel with his wee beady eyes.
0: Oh, you're going to buy my chicken. <laughs> and Johnny's like, Dad, how can you hate Colonel Sanders? And he's like, because he puts an addictive chemical in the chicken Come that on. makes you want it
1: 24-7. Smart ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, love, I love the dead character so much. Oh, he's so he's so good. Uh, We find out that his mom is on the Weekly World News Garth Brooks juice diet,
1: (laughs) and refers to the Weekly World News as the paper.
0: Yeah. Uh, His dad is constantly yelling at his. This must be Charlie's brother, right? Yeah, it's his little brother. Okay, Um, he keeps making fun of his head. (laughs) Head. Move! Look, look! No! No, That boy's head. It's like an orange on a (laughs) toothpick.
1: Quiet, you're gonna give the kid a complex.
0: It's like a planetoid, it has its own weather system.
1: (laughs) Think that one was out of bounds? Gonna cry himself to sleep on his gigantic pillar.
0: His huge pillar. Uh, we find out that Charlie is terrified of getting married.
1: Which um, was kind of common for like the early 90s uh, rom-coms. Yeah. All Everybody from Mike Myers to Hugh Grant was terrified of commitment in the 90s.
0: As you said, his mom refers to the Weekly World News as the paper. She's reading an, an issue with the the headline, Pregnant Man Gives Birth.
1: That's a fact. <laughs> I apologize for my terrible Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, I love them trying, though.
0: Charlie says, you know, papers are, are made of facts. And she's like, this is made of facts. See, pregnant man gives birth. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> she shows them an article about then... Mrs. X, the honeymoon murderer. Uh, so far, she's killed three people a lounge singer, a Russian martial arts expert, and a plumber named Ralph Elliot.
1: What one of those things does not belong?
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Like a, a lounge singer and a Russian martial arts expert are kind of, you know, kind of sexy, kind of, uh, kind of glamorous. And then there's a plumber. Plumber from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it gets to the end of the night. Dad is just fucking hammered, just shit
1: um, he has like twelve beer, empty beer bottles on his like little side table.
0: Yeah, uh, they go to leave. Tony goes to, to give mom a little peck, and she just like grabs him and yanks him, and it just starts shoving her tongue down his throat.
1: <laughs> Tony turned into a wee sexy bastard, didn't like,
0: you? Right, sexy wee bastard.
1: <laughs> the dad yells from the background. Fine, go. You stayed your hour. <laughs> Which I yell at a lot of people who come over when they leave. <laughs> Done that basically since I saw the movie. It's just like a line that I think I'll probably say until the day I die.
0: There's definitely a couple lines from this that I quote. Um, there, there's one that I quote all the time that my girlfriend hates, and I'll tell you about when we get there.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Charlie, I assume this must be the next day because it's daytime again, but he drives yeah. past the butcher again. And he, he sees Harriet out there in her, like, little Swiss Miss uniform.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, Holland. It's like celebrating Holland meats or something like that. Because, you know, butcher shops always have a theme. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, the theme days at the butcher.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, like, <sighs> ah. yeah, it's like, I don't feel like going to the butcher today because, you know what? I'm not feeling the theme of just meat. <laughs>
0: What no theme? What's the point?
1: Yeah. I want some on, German sausages and lederhosen. Come on, Gail. I'll go on Mexican Day and get some chorizo. There you go. Some carne.
0: Uh but Charlie does the most eighties guy thing. He's wearing his wayfarers and he's just like
1: Going so slowly.
0: And he's just like so lifts, slowly lifts his wayfarers by the t- by the side and just uh,
1: Yeah. Oggles her. And she's like, "What's going on? Who's looking at me? What's happening?"
0: And and he like drives for like what seems like too long to not be looking at the road.
1: Yeah, especially in San Francisco in a hilly neighborhood, because he's going uphill and there's cars coming both ways at it.
0: Yeah, uh, we see Charlie at it, at the police station, and the. Um, captain played by Alan Arkin comes in and starts saying, you know, just being really nice to him and all this stuff. And he's like, Hey, you know, do you need help with anything or anything like that? And uh, Tony's like, why can't you be more assertive? Why can't you be gruff? Like the, the police captains in the movies, like, I want you to tell me that I'm a knucklehead and you're sick of my antics.
1: You always like, balling me out to the commissioner to save my ass.
0: Uh, and he's like, you sound like you need a hug. <laughs> I-, I thought there would be more excitement to this job.
1: You know, chasing bad guys through a crowded city street, you know, jumping onto the thing with the helicopter. You know, that little thing that, you know, the helicopter lands on.
0: <laughs> uh, so we go back to the butcher. Charlie goes in. It's it's packed at this point. And he's, he's trying to flirt with her. And she's obviously you know too busy to pay attention. And there's this old guy with a mustache who's just like, I'm next. I'm next.
1: <laughs> I want a porter house. Quarter inch thick, no more, no less. No less. That's like, so if it's like 0.26, are you gonna freak out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charlie just agrees to help her, which there's all kinds of things wrong with that. Like, does does he have a food handler's permit?
1: Uh probably not.
0: He doesn't have insurance, I'm sure, to be handling that blade. Nope. Yeah. Charlie and should not be working for free there.
1: No, and his you know, his only reasoning was, I think you're hot, and my dad had a butcher shop so I can help out. Yeah. And also but, side note, Nancy Travis actually cut the tip of her finger off during this scene. Really? Yeah, and you see her like in the rest of the movie where she has a band-aid on her fingertip. It's uh because it's holding her finger together. <laughs> I didn't even notice. There's a few times where I was like, "Oh, she's wearing a band-aid." Then I'm like, you know, that Link I sent you last night about like, you know, the the behind the scenes stuff and I was like, "Huh. Holy shit. <laughs> that would explain the band-aid."
0: Um but yeah, since she's swamped, she agrees to let him help and he's just, you know, he's he's a goofball. He starts being a total card. Um <laughs> Just no. like, like pretends oh. to do a chest burster with with some meat.
1: <laughs> he just throws like a flank steak at an old lady, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then like this flank steak gets
1: like passed around the entire entire butcher shop.
0: He's like massaging some steaks, and then he like starts doing CPR on it while mooing. No. <laughs> Makes the chickens dance. That's a classic.
1: Yeah, I always have to make the chickens dance.
0: Uh, But my favorite is when he takes the, like, ground beef and puts it in his sleeve. And he's like, Mom,
1: Mom, can you call the school nurse? nurse. I had an accident in shop class. And (laughs) a woman just (laughs) runs. If, like, I wasn't paying attention and some dude came up to me like that in a butcher shop, I'd be like, holy fuck, I am out. (laughs) I'd probably vomit, actually. I can't do, like, horror movies, I can do gore all day long. Gore in real life, I'm losing my shit.
0: Yeah. So that night, Harriet and Charlie go out to dinner uh, and Harriet asks Charlie, she's like, what's is that? dog vomiting?
1: It's Dawkins. (laughs) He's Um, on his bullshit again.
0: She asks him something like, what's what's the worst thing you've ever done or something? And he's like, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Like, what's the most evil thing you've ever done? This is when Dr. Evil starts coming out.
1: Like, so evil, you say it's like from the fruits, fruits of the devil. Evil. Evil. Have you mur- brutally murdered anybody? What's your definition of mur- brutal? It yeah, could- the, brutal-
0: <laughs> the response she gives is, is very jarring. Yeah. Because, yeah, she says, like, you know, what's brutal to one person might be totally reasonable to somebody else.
1: <laughs> and at that point during my first date with somebody, I'd be like, you know what? I am out. I've listened to way too much true crime. I have listened to way too much small town murder to know what's going to happen next.
0: Yeah, because she's totally earnest about it, too. It's not like she if if she's joking, it's a very dry joke.
1: Yeah, it's it's drier than British humor.
0: But so that night they go back to her place because apparently it's not enough to shake Charlie.
1: No, you know, obviously he hasn't got laid in a while and he wants to see this through.
0: Uh, but we start to see some things that kind of, kind of make you say, "Hmm," like she has a giant Atlantic City poster, and it's like, "Who do who hangs out in Atlantic City a lot?" Maybe loud singers. Hmm? Uh, she also has a little area with like a martial arts gi and some martial arts weapons.
1: And you're like, "Huh,
0: hmm."
1: There's some puzzle pieces starting to fit together here. I'm starting to see the forest through the trees a little bit.
0: Uh, but Charlie doesn't pick up on it. He just starts making jokes because, you know, that's what he does. He says, you know, Ireland has its own martial arts. It's called fuck you.
1: <laughs> it's just mostly headbutting people, then kicking them <laughs> while they're down.
0: <laughs> he tells Harriet, look, I, I always rush into sex and I like you, so I don't want to rush into spending the night together. And Harriet says, I want to spend the night together. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Says, I have no problem with that. (laughs) At least he's honest. Yeah, I mean, he tried, right? He tried to be the good guy, but yeah, she 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 got to have it.
1: Yeah, she needed to be d down pretty good.
0: Uh, So I mean, there's no like sex scene or anything, which is good because I don't want to watch a Mike Myers sex scene. No, no one wants to see that. But we see them post coitus. And she's sleeping and starts screaming out the name Ralph in her sleep. Huh.
1: That name sounds familiar. Where have we heard the name Ralph before? I mean, was he a plumber in Dallas by by chance? Was he mentioned in the in the paper? <laughs> in the paper.
0: <laughs> With facts. <laughs> uh, Charlie wakes her up and says, "Hey, you you were screaming Ralph," and she's like, "Oh, Ralph is my friend. She, hmm. She's my friend." He's like, "She." Ralph. Ralph, she is your friend. Friend. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the next day or the next morning, he, he wakes up and he sees Harriet in the shower. So he's like, "I'm gonna go for a little uh little morning delight." Opens up the and, shower. And it's, it's not her.
1: Nah, it's it's, it's, a, it's her sister, and also. What, what kind of apartment has like you know a frosted window on the second floor so you can kind of like see the outline of somebody
0: showering? Yeah, it's like overlooking because it's kind of like like the a living loft. room. It's kind of like a loft apartment, and yeah, it's, it's just this frosted window that overlooks the living room. So anybody who's hanging out in the living room could just sit there and watch whoever's showering.
1: I would it's do so just, much inappropriate stuff if I was in like was, my twenties
0: in that apartment. It was, was kind of hot though. Like
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. uh, if I saw that, you know, and I thought it was the girl I just slept with doing that, I'd be like, "All
0: right, brown two, here we go." Yeah. But Charlie's like, "You must be Ralph," and she's like, "No, no, I'm I'm Harriet's sister, Rose." Uh, and she offers to make him breakfast. Says, "Would you like pancakes and orange juice and bacon? <laughs> Would you care for some Joyce?" Joyce. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that that sounds great." And then we cut to him pouring himself a bowl of Fruit Loops. <laughs> She's like, Who's, sorry, we we didn't have all that other stuff, and he's like, it's it's okay, you know, all that other stuff will probably kill you, whereas Fruit Loops is, is healthy. It's, it's got cool. fiber, I hear, or something like that. I care for Apple Jacks a great deal. Feels <laughs> <That's> a great <laughs> <line>. <laughs>
1: oh, I haven't thought about Apple Jacks in so long. Yeah, like, we have some. she's like, we have some, and he's
0: like, oh, good, <laughs> awkward. uh we then cut to charlie and tony on a police boat headed to alcatraz and the song two princes by spin doctors plays uh if there was a music version of this podcast of songs that most people hate but i love two princes is on that list (laughs) yeah i I would join you
1: i I always sing along every time it comes on
0: um yeah spin doctors good stuff pocket full of kryptonite that yeah, good stuff. Hell yeah! Uh, so they go to Alcatraz. They're taking a tour led by Mr. Phil Hartman, R.I.P. God, love. I fucking miss that guy. Every time I see a movie with him, I'm like, way too young, so,
1: man. He's so hilarious. He's, he's cut like, down in his prime. Damn it! Yeah,
0: uh, he, he says, "My name." And this this whole scene is just vintage Phil Hartman, absolutely dry wit. Yeah, it's so good. He says, uh, "My name is like, yeah. my name is John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky." Call me Vicky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, raise my hand. Is like, Mr. John Johnson or Vicky? I have questions on how, how and why you are called
0: Vicky. But I love Tony. He's just like, oh man, I love Vicky. He's the best. <laughs> and so they go through the whole tour, and then he's like, he goes, "All right." Here's something the other tour guides won't tell you. Machine Gun Kelly had a bitch. <laughs> and one night he took a shiv and cut out the bitch's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Neither.
0: Charlie starts like talking to Tony and Vicki, Vicky just like gives him the death glare. Like I am speaking. It's like
1: in the middle of this story, why would you start talking about like, you know, your one date that you've had? I wouldn't. I'd be like, holy shit, this dude is serious, and he might carve out my
0: own eyes. Yeah. If I sneeze. Uh, but he t- he tells him that, you know, that, was, that wasn't it. After that, he and four other inmates took turns pissing into the bitch's ocular cavities.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now this way to the cafeteria. Oh, I miss Phil Hartman so much
1: he was like he was so perfect for those lines he just nailed every single one of them
0: so good uh we then get a montage of Charlie and Harriet falling in love set to the tune of there she goes (laughs) where's she going now there
1: she goes again
0: so they go on a double date With Tony and his girlfriend, Shelly?
1: Yeah, I think it was Shelly.
0: Played by Debbie Mazar. Which, again, my mind went, at the end of Empire Records, they hooked up. They did. So this is clearly a sequel to Empire Records. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, They're playing a game of of what's worse, which is basically just Would You Rather in Reverse. Right. And it's like they're doing saying these like, you know, elaborate, gruesome things. And then Debbie Mazar is just like, or struck by lightning. And they're like, and and, like, and that's it. Like that would that would be fucked up, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good try. Good try. Yeah, totally. Good good job. Good, and they're like, uh Tony, this one might be stupid. <laughs>
0: Um, Harriet and Charlie decide to take a walk in the rain and Harriet tells him, you know, I, I love that you're willing to do this and I love this connection that we have. It's like when people stay together forever. And of course in Charlie's head it's like forever, forever, forever. 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 Do, 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 do. With me. <laughs> uh, that night they go to a, a bar or a restaurant to celebrate Charlie's parents 30th wedding anniversary. <laughs>
1: Happy, 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 happy anniversary.
0: No, sorry. It. Sorry, that's later. Oh. This this is just where I right. go to the parents' house. Yeah. And uh, Charlie's dad comes downstairs with no pants on.
1: Of course. Heed! Pants! No! <laughs> uh,
0: gives Harriet a little tap on the shoulder. She grabs his arm, puts him in a hammerlock.
1: Smooth too. Real smooth.
0: Yeah. And uh dad loves it. He's like, she's quite a little Philly. <laughs>
1: Good thing he had some pants coming. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh so let's see. They're hanging out at his parents' house. Uh oh, his mom wants to show Harriet some pictures from Niagara Falls. Where Charlie shit his pants. <laughs> And he's like, mom, please, like, could you not? And she's like, oh, Charlie, you've got to pickle up your ass again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which takes me immediately to clerks
0: Two. Oh, hey, pickle fucker. <laughs> uh, Charlie sees the, the paper and the Mrs. X article, and he, this is when he kind of starts putting things together. He's like, hmm, lounge singer. Russian, Russian martial artist. Because we also learned that she speaks Russian when they were out on their Fillingly. date. Yeah, the, these like Russian soldiers walked by and, and they were basically being like, mm, "I'd like to get a piece of that in Russian," and she barks back at them. I don't know. I don't actually know what any of them said, but yeah. Uh, so Charlie goes to Tony because he's a cop, and he says, "You know, I I think I might be dating Mrs. X," and Tony says. Two words, therapy. <laughs> I think Tony is such a good character. I think, he, low key, he's like my my dark horse favorite character in this whole movie. I like. I really like Anthony Lapaglia, and I'm surprised he didn't get more work.
1: Me too. He's like just he's funny in everything he's in. He he nails everything he's in. <sighs> Let's write a movie that stars
0: Anthony Lapaglia. <laughs> Let's, let's make him a leading man at like 60. Yeah, let's do it. It's not too late. Uh, But Tony tells him, he says, Hey, you're just scared because you think she's the one. And to you, marriage equals death. Yeah. But Charlie, you know, he's pointing out things in the paper and he says, look, this, this lounge singer could sing only you in six languages. And Tony is like, does she even know the words to only you? Charlie says, we haven't, really? we haven't reached that all too critical, do you know the words to only you phase? It's true. I don't think my wife and I have made it that far yet. It, like, this was kind of a dumb line because her d- being engaged to a guy who knows how to sing only you in six languages doesn't mean she knows how to sing only you in six languages. Right. But, like, Juana speaks French and I can say we. Oui. <laughs> Uh, so they go and they they talk to this woman who you know looks it up on the computer and I don't know if you recognized her but she played catfish on always sunny in Philadelphia
1: yes <laughs> that's where that's who she was my real name is catfish <laughs> it was bugging me and I was like oh who is she I couldn't even yeah thank you thank you for that <laughs>
0: Yeah, she was Dylan Toback, <laughs> a.k.a. Carl Undergaard. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks it up on the computer, which is, you know, one of those old green screen computers. And she's oh, just man. like, yeah, we, we have no record of these guys, but we also have no record of their wives. So they could have just moved away. I'm like, what kind of shitty database are you using?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one that says, do we know where they're at? Yes or no? No.
0: Are they still alive? Maybe. That's yeah, like, does it only search the current area code? Like what the fuck? they <laughs> moved away. So they're not in our system anymore. Yeah. We're bad police. Uh, so that night, Charlie is watching a current okay. affair. <laughs> you- oh God. My mom used to watch that shit. Oh, so did my dad. <laughs> my dad hated it but so that tells you how 1993 this is yeah but they're talking about uh poison murders oh my speaking speaking of 1993 charlie is using a thigh master (laughs) oh yeah
1: i forgot those existed too my mom also had one of those and she never used it
0: either my mom or my grandma did i remember there being one around but yeah, they're talking about poison murders. and They're like, you know, most poison murders occur between couples. And he's yeah. just like, oh, my God. And at this moment, Harriet walks in with a health shake that she spent 15 minutes on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Just try the shake. No, it has strawberries.
0: You love strawberries. And he's like, oh, I, I have kitten breath. I need to go brush my teeth. <laughs> it's like, kitten breath? Never
1: heard that and haven't
0: heard it since. Um. <laughs> uh, I love it. Like she's, she's walking Charlie back and he jumps into a closet and closes closet. the door, but it has a glass door.
1: <laughs> he's just awkwardly like trying to avoid eye contact.
0: And then this is so well done where she leaves, slams the door and everything on the shelves just falls and just like fills this glass door.
1: Yeah. And he's just like completely buried. Yeah. There, the above portion of that closet had to be nine feet tall.
0: Yeah. I just love the way that it's done. How it's like, it's like being in a phone booth that just all of a sudden fills up and you just see his hand like sticking out. <laughs>
1: I've always wished that would happen to me, but like doing my luck in the closet that happens to me and is going to be like full of bowling
0: balls. <laughs> and God knows I don't need another concussion. Uh, that night Harriet again, just starts being fucking weird She's just like, have you ever thought about like how vulnerable we are? Like, she, she goes, have you ever been on a subway platform with someone and just just thought about pushing them? Pushing them? No, <laughs> I believe in the
1: sanctity of life. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, no light murder for me. But she's like, you know, like she's like, we're we're sleeping together. We're sleeping in the same bed. So think about all the things I could do to you while you're asleep.
1: And he's getting like. Tightening up more, like bring the blanket as close to him as he possibly can.
0: Yeah. And he's like, What what could you do? And she's like, Oh, I I could like take a needle and just stick it in your ear. And like she puts her finger in his ear. And he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like jumps up screaming. He's like, Sorry, I, I have an ear thing. And she's just like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to t- explain to you how good I think our relationship is because we have this trust. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm an asshole. And this this is the line that I use on my girlfriend that she hates is when he just gets on top of her and just goes, I'm a human blanket. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And she's just like, get off me. And he's like, I'm a human blanket. Go. Uh, no, not now, not now. So the next day he goes to the San Francisco Globe to submit an anniversary announcement for his parents. Like I said, they're, they're having their 30th anniversary. Uh, who is, should be working there. But Kramer, good old Michael racist, Richards, Michael Richards, uh, and him. And this, the guy who's in Wayne's world, I don't know the actor's name, but he's in everything. I think he's in all of Mike Myers's movies. I think so. But he does the obituaries and they're sitting there making jokes. And they start talking about this plumber named Ralph Elliott, who died. Moved to Dallas, disappeared four months ago. Body was found
1: in a sewer. Well, a guy takes the job too seriously. Life <laughs> goes down the drain, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> but so but ha ha. I would have made the same joke. Yeah. Charlie's like, did they mention the wife? And Kramer's like, look, you know, I, I, I get it. These are real people. I, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't okay. be making jokes. And he's like, no, I, I really, hmm. I really need to know. Did they mention the wife? And he's just like, look, buddy, I get it, okay? You win. I'm a bad person.
1: Hey, come on. Take it easy, will you? No, he's saying I'm a bad person and then I'm insensitive. He's saying I'm a shit. I'm a shit.
0: (laughs) And he storms out. Yeah, so we never get an answer.
1: No, but he's an insensitive person. Stop what you're doing. Look at the insensitive man. That's what they're paying you for. <laughs>
0: he was my ride home. <laughs> yeah, the other guy's like he was my ride home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so later that day, Charlie takes Harriet to the set of the opening credits of Full House.
1: Yep, Jody Sweden hanging out in the background. I assume.
0: Days go by. <laughs> um. Sorry. Uh, But (laughs) he tries to break up with her and he says, you know, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. (laughs) She's like, you're afraid I'm going to cleave you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Freudian slip there. Yeah. He basically, you know, says that I I care for you so much and I'm afraid you're going to leave me. So I'm basically beating you to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. So that night we're back at the coffee shop and we get the, the woman, woman, woman redux part trace woman. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. We had love. Not just sex is she, Mrs. X. I had to run for my life. Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love but this time it doesn't doo, doo. blow out the candle.
1: No. And it focuses in on a picture of Nancy trap or
0: Harry in the background. <laughs> Deep. Uh, so we find out that someone has turned themselves in for the murder of Ralph Elliott. So Charlie rushes to Harriet and he says, look, you know, I, I was wrong. I was an asshole please just take me back. And she's, he says, I love you. And she says, I love you too. But the boat, the boat, the ship has sailed. Like you fuck. Yeah. Me. It's like, yeah, you didn't lose me. You rejected me. Yeah. So he goes to the roof of her building with his band and <laughs> comes up with this gem. Harriet, Harry at hard-hearted harbinger of haggis, (laughs) beautiful, bemused, bellicose butcher, untrust, ting, unknowing, unlove of Ed. Ed? He wants you back. He screams into the (laughs) nightmare like a fireman going through the window of a building that has no fire except the passion of his heart. I am lonely. It's really hard. This poem sucks. Sucks. At least he's self-aware. That poem did suck.
1: It was terrible. And this is how he makes his living,
0: allegedly. But it worked. She takes him back. Uh they bathe together. <laughs> harriet there's someone here to see you uh and yeah somebody rose says there's someone there to see her and it's ralph this is your friend ralph yeah charlie comes out of the bathroom wrapped in a towel
1: a very small towel
0: yeah but he's so excited that ralph is a real person gives her a big hug towel falls ralph grabs his bare ass yeah i was like you know what respect to ralph Take that chance. He's, he's like, I'm naked, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that yeah. night, now we're at the the 30th anniversary party, and Charlie, overcome with emotion, just says, "Hey, we should get married." And Harry, it's like, "No, no, nah. fuck off. <laughs> we're not doing that." Charlie's just like, "Please, <laughs> like, what the
1: fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. We've been back together for 16 hours now. <laughs> <Can't> really? <laughs> We've been unbroken up.
0: <laughs> but Charlie's dad gets a toast and says, you know, I want to thank Charlie for putting this whole shindig together. He's, he's, he's a good boy. And apparently that is enough for Harriet to just be like, you know what? He is a good boy. Yes, I will marry you. God, only if love was so easy. Smash cut to the wedding. Uh the preacher or whatever says, you know, Charlie, do you? And he's like, I do. And he says, Harriet, do you? And she pauses for a really long time. Really long time. Fine. Even like
1: movie time, it's like uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Uh finally she says, I do. And then Charlie's dad is like, Let's get pissed! Yes. <laughs> uh, a great way to, to start a party.
1: Uh, Just like my dog in (laughs) the background. He's partying. I think he's partied out. (laughs) He's just pissed.
0: (laughs) Uh, We then get Charlie's dad singing If You Think I'm Sexy, accompanied by Bagpipes. (laughs) (laughs) Bagpipes solo! Uh, Charlie's mom is dancing with Tony, and she is like, up in his ass. Like, she has... like. Two scoops of booty flakes. Yeah.
1: Middle fingers prying where they should not be prying.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bag, <laughs> the big Piper collapses. His dad is, is that it's like, we have a Piper down. Yeah. All right. He's just pissed.
1: And in college, like when I was at a party and somebody like would trip and fall, I would like, Piper down. We have a Piper, Piper down. Don't <laughs> worry. They're just pissed. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do you do that every goddamn time?
0: (sighs) I was not fun at parties, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Harriet gets on stage and starts singing Only You. Uh Uh-oh. And then she starts singing Only You in French, I think. It was French and then Italian.
1: Uh yeah so that's you know english french
0: italian hey we're halfway halfway home Halfway there uh we then go back to the police station and the chief (laughs) busts into tony's office and he's like starts screaming at him he takes his feet off the desk you need to get off that ralph elliott case he's like the the lady who confessed she also confessed to the death of or the murders of Abraham Lincoln, Warren G. Harding, and Julius, yes, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, she's a, she's a case. case So Tony, if, then he's—I don't remember if it's now or later—but he comes out of his office and he's like, "Hey, Pisan." A few minutes later, hey Pisan, hey, 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 <laughs> He says something about his like noodle arms or something. The yeah. arms. He's like, "Was it?" Was it too much on the ethnic stuff?
1: <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was good. It was good, but it's Paisan, not Paisan. He's like, oh, okay, okay, I got it. I got it.
0: But Tony, <laughs> make, Tony makes some phone calls, and we get confirmation that Harriet is, in fact, Mrs. X. Dun, dun, dun. Surprised. Groundhog. Uh, so they're off on their honeymoon at this big hotel. I don't know where. It, it, I mean, it couldn't have been too far, because... Tony flies there in a matter of hours, assumedly. Yeah.
1: This kind of bugs me. Um, like the road there they were driving is the PCH South of like Monterey as you come into like Carmel by the sea in Monterey out of like Big Sur and the house that they were in was actually in like downtown Oakland, but they're like, yeah, it's North of San Francisco. I'm like, no, no, sorry. It's just like me being a stickler for like geography and location.
0: But anyway, continue. But also, this is their honeymoon. They didn't go to like, you know, Greece or Hawaii or something. He's a poet. They just they drove. went to Poets Corner. Yeah, they just drove his car to Poets Corner. He just drove for an hour. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, Tony charters this like tiny little flight <laughs> in a storm. In a storm. Flown by Stephen Wright, who if you don't know who Stephen Wright is, you would probably recognize his voice. As K Billy from Reservoir Dogs. Uh, but he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's so good. It, like, anytime he's on, like, delivers a line, it's just like a perfect one liner. I, I love the, the interaction between him and Tony here. Tony's like, Will this take long? And he's like, No, it won't take very long. Mm-hmm. Actually, Actually, I have no
1: good concept of time. Jeez,
0: <laughs> like, is this dangerous? Is, is this dangerous? And he's like, Or no, he says, I don't know if he says this is dangerous or just safe, but he's like, yeah, no, it's safe. Well, actually, there's chance in everything. In everything. <laughs> he says, Have you done this before? Yeah, I've totally done this before. It's
1: never at night.
0: I've never done it at night. <laughs>
1: How do you even know where we're going? Instruments. 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 What's oh yeah? that one? That's the artificial horizon. It's better than the actual horizon. <laughs> and then like he falls asleep. <laughs> Oh my god! I just had the craziest dream. I was being born, and I was eight and a half months early, and the doctor's freaking out. <laughs> and this is like all improv, like on the
0: fly. From oh, um it? yeah, from Stephen Wright. From Stephen Wright. Yeah, there's like, oh, yeah, just like go, go, go be fine. <laughs> I was reading in that article you sent me about how Anthony LaPaglia just could not contain himself and was just like breaking left and right during the filming of this. Yeah. And you can tell like, <laughs> yeah,
1: he's breaking pretty bad and you know, that's the best take.
0: <laughs> Um, So yeah, they're out to dinner and Charlie goes to the bathroom and Harriet follows him. And this part where she follows him, they cut to a first person perspective and it feels very Halloween. And I, I'm wondering if that was like an homage. Yeah, like Michael Myers going through the houses. Yeah, Michael Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers. Dun dun dun. Uh, let's see. So Tony calls Charlie. He the the plane lands and then he can't get to the hotel from the the airport. So he calls Charlie and he tells him, "Look, it, she is Mrs. X. You you need to get out of there." Tree branch breaks, falls on the power line or on the phone lines, the phone goes dead. The band starts playing their song, which is only you. you. Which you'd think it would be, there she goes, but Hey. You have to mix <laughs> it up a little bit. Uh, Tony tries to commandeer a car from Charles Groden.
1: <laughs> I know for a fact you don't have the right to commandeer this vehicle.
0: <laughs> Charles Groden is so serious. And it's so funny. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> he's just like, I'm coming during this vehicle. No, no. you're not. <laughs> please, please, can I come during this vehicle? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, back, back at the hotel, the power goes out. And right when the power goes out, Charlie yells, Help me, I'm married uh And the lights go on, and it, like Harriet's right there, and he's like, Wonderful person Wonderful who I percent. love. <laughs> good save uh, the, the staff hooks puts them in the honeymoon chair which is just this like wicker love seat thing and they they carry them through the halls to their room and Charlie tells the the bell, bellhop guy he's like hey why don't you stay for a nightcap and he's like no you guys want to be alone he's like please stay for a you nightcap, a nightcap. no I insist <laughs> no I don't think I will stay for a nightcap, <laughs> nightcap. <laughs>
1: he screams and runs away.
0: Yeah. Me, if I'm at Bellhop, I'm like, oh, this is their honeymoon and they're already doing three ways. Like they they want me to get in there and spit roast this guy's wife. <laughs> Form an Eiffel Tower. Uh you're gonna have to tip me a lot.
1: Yeah. And not with that tip. Hey, oh, <laughs>
0: Uh, Harriet confesses to Charlie that she's been married before. And so Charlie is just like, yeah, I know. And she's like, oh, you know about my other husband's? And he grabs an axe and just like, ah!
1: <laughs>
0: Charges at it with the axe. And then just kind of runs away. Yeah. Uh, then we see that Tony is now getting a ride from Charles Groden. <laughs> Dr- drumming on the dash. Um, Will you so he- please stop? <laughs> They
1: what this his- bothers you <laughs> no it's my favorite thing
0: <laughs> they get to the hotel and he's like look this i, I don't know how long this is going to take but I, I may need a ride back to the station like i may have a perk. Can, can you wait here and charles just like no and drives him <laughs> <laughs> no I roll gone <laughs> Uh Charlie finds a note that says, you know, dear Harriet, uh, I, I'm leaving you, I, blah, 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 love Charlie. And he's like, what, what the fuck is this? It's- and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere comes Rose, Rose. with the axe. And she says, you know, you were not supposed to find this note. Okay. Uh, you, you, you took her away from me, just like all the rest. And we find out who... Mrs. X really is now, as I was watching this, this time, I was trying to think if I just remembered that Rose was Mrs. X or if I could tell, because like, as soon as there's, there there's a couple scenes where you kind of like Rose and Harriet have a weird relationship, right? Like, yeah. And
1: it's like, like during the wedding, if you like focus in on Rose, which you're not supposed to, but if you do look at Rose, she is pissed during the wedding. wedding.
0: Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like I was, but that was the thing. It's like, since I'd already knew that Rose was Mrs. X, I was like, I don't know if I'm just remembering or if I'm just like, yeah, it's obvious.
1: Yeah. Like now that you know, and you kind of look for it, like, you know, on the watch back last night I was looking like, is there any like hand tips and there was a few like anytime like Charlie and um, Harriet are like, intimate or like kissing or even at the wedding roses and roses in the shot. She is livid the entire mm. time. And it, it's well hidden. Like until last night, I never really paid attention Yeah, um, because, you know, I'm focusing on the main characters, but looking at Rose, Oh, you know, there, there is some, there's some tips, but you have to be paying attention.
0: So Charlie and Rose go out the window and fight up on the roof. <laughs> uh, Tony comes, shows up, kicks in the door he sees Harriet locked in the closet and he, he shoots the door handle to the closet, which I thought was strange because I'm like, she's locked in. That means the lock is on the outside. Right. So why are you shooting it? Like it can't be locked from the inside and outside. No,
1: And then and like, you don't need to shoot it because like, it's like the, like the, like blinds, you know, the,
0: up and down you could have just rip that shit out and pulled her out yeah you just kicked in the front door of this hotel room you can definitely kick through that door
1: yeah so, it, it'll take you no time at all
0: uh but yeah then he, he grabs harriet because he still thinks Harry is mrs x yeah and he starts shooting through the roof to get her to stop screaming and he almost shoots charlie in the dick <laughs> multiple times multiple, multiple times uh charlie eventually like he falls and he's hanging off the scaffolding as Rose is like trying to hit him and with the ax and he's doing the you know, thing, you know, where he's like one hand and then the other going back and forth and, and you like t- Tony is in the hotel room and you can hear, you know, thunk thunk, <laughs> thunk thunk And he's just, and he's just like, why don't you just tell me the truth, Harriet? We can do this the easy way. or We can do this the hard way. We can do this here. Or we can go downtown. <laughs> and she's like, how do you not hear that? <laughs> um there's this really cool shot where she throws the axe and it's like oh yeah it's a long shot on Charlie and as she throws the axe it just kind of gets closer and closer and the axe just like stops right in front of him it just like hits the the roof right, right in front of, front of, of his him.
1: face
0: that that was kind of a cool shot it
1: was a cool shot better than the coffee shot
0: uh rose almost falls off the roof but Charlie catches her and Tony's able to come through the window and grab her.
1: Hits her on the head as he pulls her through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, she, she's off to the slammer. And now we get a new poem Rose, jailbird, happy in her cage, no longer full of rage. She roosts. Ha- ah!
1: <laughs>
0: Harriet, sweet Harriet. You acted cuckoo because you thought I would leave you. Sweet bird. Ha! (laughs) Harriet. Sweet Harriet. So knowing. So trusting. So love. Love. Ed. Ed. Uh, And then the credits roll to what song? There she goes. There she goes again. (laughs) Ugh. I love this movie. Yeah, so this was your pick. So why don't you tell us why you love this movie? <sighs> Many
1: like it's still funny. It still holds up. I still laugh a ton. Um, like I don't know. I've seen this like probably fifty times. Because again, what are you going to do when you grow up in a town where it rains two to three hundred inches, a, you know, <laughs> a year? Um, you have like two sunny days, and yeah. Like it was on HBO all the time. I had the VHS, so if it wasn't on TV, I was probably watching the watching the VHS. Because again, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, it's like Mike Myers' second big leading role. Even though it tanked in the box office, like you said, it's got a cult following. Everybody loves this movie. It's like, and it's it, it's it's so quotable. It's just so quotable. Like I said, I use multiple quotes from this movie throughout my life. <laughs> When a hangout session is coming to an end and people are leaving, it's like, fine, go, you stage your hour. You know, I do a crappy Scottish accent, you know, even though people have been there for like 10 hours it's so, like, just wave them off.
0: Yeah. Uh, I am agreeing with you on this one. I enjoy this one a lot too. I, I have not seen it that many times. I think this is probably the th- maybe fourth time I've seen it. But because you I, had a life growing up, <laughs> I, I mean, I love dark comedy so this was right up my alley uh i will say you know mike myers is a little too a little too zany at points for me a little too madcap yeah there are points where it's like if this was a real person i would want to fight them because it's just like you don't have to be on all the time no it's like take it down a notch there charlie yeah but you know just watching a movie it's it's funny and it's uh yeah like i said it's, it's it's and it's not it's not really a dark comedy like it's, it's a like, murderer, but it's not. It's you know, it's not like horror, or comedy, or anything like that. No, if Woody Allen did it, it would have been a dark comedy. It would have been. It would have been a much I know it would have been a comedy. Yeah, uh, it may not have been a comedy. Yeah, or it could have, have just been, that, been a murder like, mystery. It would have been that super dry Woody Allen like neurotic awkward comedy. Yeah, which
1: you know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I've never been a fan of Woody Allen.
0: I'm not a big Woody Allen fan either.
1: Um, it's like, just give me Larry David. I'll take that one.
0: Yeah. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy it too. I, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I get why it was critically unliked, but you know, critics are pretentious assholes. Yeah. They're fickle. Which, you know, is kind of why this
1: podcast exists. Exactly. Because we know better than the experts. That's right. Alleg- Allegedly. I've seen Are, more movies than them.
0: <laughs> I doubt that.
1: Oh, no, probably. Probably,
0: yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up things here for the Cult of Splat. I uh, want to thank you for listening. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us five stars if that's a thing that you can do wherever you're listening. Uh, you can check us out at anchor.fm/slash cult of Splat. Uh, that's I mean or just subscribe whatever yeah you'll find us you know what you're doing Uh, you can also follow us on social media at cult of splat you can also follow me at the Taylor Bartle Kevin where do they follow you
1: and me at Kevin Nascota
0: and I think that's it right anything
1: else I need to say no fine go you stayed your hour
0: (laughs) all right so uh, until next time See ya. Bye.